Hi guys, as I record this, I'm looking at my clock on my computer. It's 11.15 p.m. at night. I'm sitting in a quiet house. My family is all asleep. And I'm thinking about what I'm going to share. Yesterday, I was all gung-ho about this one particular subject, personal experience that I've had. But then I got to thinking more about it. And although that personal experience and the Lord's message has something to be said for itself, I realize that I have often said in my episodes that I stand for Christ, that I am a child of his, but I haven't really exactly shared how that came about. And so the reason why I want to share that before I go into my personal experience that many of you parents, particularly women, have experienced is because my friend's daughter last night gave her heart to Jesus. And awesome enough to say what led her to Christ was what led me to Christ so many years ago. And so I'm speaking from the heart. I'm not speaking from a script. This is my testimony of how the Lord brought me to himself. It was August 17th, 1999. That day, my mom and I had gone to Sam's Club. We had to do grocery shopping. And my dad called from work. My mom answered her cell phone. My dad then voiced the question, I have tickets to go see this play. It's entitled, Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. My mom then turned to me and asked me that same question. I responded, sure, I like plays, it sounds fun. So mom hung up on the phone with dad. We went and did the grocery shopping that we needed to be doing. Afterwards, we went and met my dad for a quick dinner and we went to the play. 
When we got there, to where it was being held at, and we went to our seats, Satan started attacking me. The voice in my head said, this is going to be like all the other plays you have seen. Boring. And when I say boring, all caps, letters, boring. Little did I know that that was the beginning of the war between the Lord Jesus Christ and Satan over my soul. Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames was a play about where people go when they die. In this play, some people went to heaven when they died from a car accident or a plane crash and some people went to hell. As I watched this play, the Lord was working on my heart. His voice was telling me, where are you going to go and spend eternity when you die? The play ended, the offertory hymn was given, the altar was opened. My mom asked me if I wanted to go forward. I shook my head no. I was not the type who liked attention and I just sat there. My parents did not push. Afterwards, we went home, got in the car, obviously, got on the road, and I started crying. My mom asked me if I wanted her to pull over. Because there were car accidents and plane crashes, and all sorts of accents in this play portraying these people that either went to heaven or went to hell. I did not want to get in a car wreck or some sort of accident myself. I was terrified of that. Again, my mom did not push. So instead, my mom called my dad, explained to him what was going on, and told him to pray. We get home. All three of us sit on the couch. And we just sit there. My dad was on the right-hand side. My mom was on the left-hand side. And I looked at my dad and I said, I want to accept Jesus. But I can't because you're sitting right there. Don't tell me 
Don't ask me why that was. I, to this day, have no idea. But to help keep the devil from winning, my dad went into my parents' room and just bowed his head, folded his hands, and prayed for me. At 11 o'clock p.m. sharp, I prayed for the Lord to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and save me and give me eternal life. <laughs> Afterwards, I went into my parents' room and shared with my dad what had just happened. He was so excited for me. I obviously was excited too. I wanted to share the good news, but it was too late. But I remember the following day, the first call I made was to my brother who was at college. Obviously, because he was in class, he didn't answer right away. But I called him anyway. And I told him. He was also excited for me. He praised God with me. A month later, on September 26th, my dad baptized me at the church we were currently attending. And that's my testimony. If you're wanting to know Jesus, all you have to do is Talk to him like you would a normal person. Prayer is that telephone. A, B, C. Admit that you are a sinner. B. Believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. And wants to save you from eternal damnation. And C. Confess with your mouth that He is Lord of your life. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, works will not save you. Works cannot save you. You cannot do it on your own. Jesus is offering you a free gift that all you have to do is accept. It's like accepting a birthday gift or a Christmas gift 
or a just-because gift. I tell my children that if I wanted to be paid back for something, it wouldn't be a gift. It's the same way with Jesus. Jesus is there, standing, offering you the free gift of his life for yours. If you accept his free gift of salvation, you are redeemed. You are bought with a price. I can't speak for everyone's testimony, but my own. But this is what Jesus has done for me. Jesus loved me so much that he gave his life for mine. He didn't have to, but he did. I was going to make a separate episode on this, but as I'm speaking, the Lord is bringing to my attention something I am reading with my kids. We are going through the book of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in the Narnia series. The other day, we were reading the chapter of where the witch kills Aslan. And I compared it to Isaiah 53. And I taught my kids to compare it as well. Aslan gave his life for Edmund's life. The witch beforehand was going to kill Edmund because she was angry with him. He did not follow instructions. But the main reason why she wanted to kill Edmund was because her reign over Narnia was almost done and she was trying to do all that she could to keep that from happening. And so part of that plan in her head was to kill all the human beings that came into Narnia. And when I say all, I mean Edmund and Susan and Peter and Lucy. But because Aslan gave his life for Edmund. That did not happen. When Aslan was going to the stone table, Aslan was sad. 
Aslan was discouraged. Aslan was depressed. But he said nothing. Nothing. Even to Lucy and Susan who walked with him for a little bit. When he got closer to the stone table, all the witches, people, followers mocked him. They shaved him. They scorned him. But Aslan did not say anything. In Isaiah 53, it says the exact same thing of Jesus. Jesus was mocked. Jesus was persecuted. He was whipped. He had a crown of thorns placed on his head. Just like Aslan had that muzzle on him. But he opened not his mouth. Why did Jesus do that? Why did Aslan do that? Jesus and Aslan took our place, took Edmund's place because he loved us. Aslan loved Edmund more than we could imagine. It doesn't matter how much Edmund messed up. It doesn't matter how much we mess up. Jesus still loved us for who we are, who we were. We are bought with a price. He gave his life for us. Aslan gave his life for Edmund and all the rest. I am so blessed to be his child. And my desire is that you who are unsaved are awakened and want to be saved. And if that is you, like I said earlier, all you have to do is admit, believe, and confess. Let him do for you what he did for me. I hope this touches your heart. I hope this blesses you. 
I pray that the Lord uses my testimony as a witness and uses my testimony to bring others to His salvation. I'm not sharing on the scripted heart because I'm doing it for my glory or honor. I'm doing this as a ministry because I feel like that's what the Lord has called me to do, to be a light in a dark world For those of you who are unsaved, I am praying for you. I am praying for your salvation. And I am praying that the Lord would touch your heart and bring you to himself. Life is crazy, amazing. Hope can live or die with the words we say. So remember, speak hope, speak love, speak life, for out of it are the issues of life. I'm Lydia. Father God, I just lift up the people who are listening to this podcast right now. I pray that you would use my testimony as a witness, as a light in a dark world. I pray that you would touch the hearts of people that need you and who are looking for something more. Bring them to your eternal light and your salvation, Father God. I thank you for this time of sharing. Thank you for using me as your ambassador. Thank you for using me to encourage and inspire hope and love and life in others. Father God, I don't know what else to say, but I leave it in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen.